welcome to week three of Disciple. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I just want to ask a question as we begin. Have you, um, during this COVID time, um, made any new friends that you haven't met physically, but have only met online, whether that's through Zoom or, or Teams or something else, um, that you, you've made a new friend, but you've only ever met them online, never physically? Well, that's true for me. I've met uh, I'm a new friend, uh, and his name is Andy. His his name is Andy Frost, and uh, you may know his brother. His brother came and spoke to us on Sunday morning a few months ago from Gateway Church Leeds. Chris, Chris Frost, and Andy um, works for an organisation called Share Jesus International. Um, it's a, an organisation that helps Christians and local churches to um, share Jesus to. Um, be uh, more outward looking into their communities. And uh, Andy wrote a booklet, a short booklet, about creating a culture of faith sharing in the local church. And it talks about, in that booklet, it uh, talks about habits and the habits that we form in life. And I just thought it was so helpful, so interesting, that I'd want to share it with you tonight, share the basic premise of um, the book with you. Uh, and I hope that it inspires you. That's one of our values, isn't it, in Jubilee? We inspire. And I hope that uh, this evening it inspires you. Uh, habits, we all have them. Most of them are subconscious. Uh, they're routines and behaviours that we regularly do. In fact, in fact, 40 to 45% of our habits uh, we do automatically without even thinking about, apparently, during the day. And we all have them whether that's we have a coffee when we wake up or we brush our teeth after breakfast or before bed, um, whether it's we put our hand out when we meet someone to shake their hand. That's a habit. Interestingly, that last one is, is why in this time of COVID, um, we, we find it so disorientating and, and so strange and because so many of our habits and our normal routines have been... Um, We've had to change, we've had to not be able to do, and that's been very disorientating. And habits can obviously be good and, we can, and they can be bad. They, we can have positive habits and we can have negative habits. Then Andy's booklet, he talks about a man called Charles Duhigg, who wrote a very famous book um, a few years ago called The Power of Habit. The Power of Habit. And, and in his book, he says that uh, a habit is essentially made up of of three elements, um, a cue, an action, and a reward. A cue, what do you mean by that? It means a, it means a prompt that leads us to action. Uh, and it could be uh, possibly one of five things. It could be a place, you know, somewhere that we go, we walk into our lounge and we always sit in a particular seat. It could be a time of day, you know, get up in the morning and I brush my teeth could be uh, people you know when I get together with these group of people we always talk about the same thing it could be an emotional state you know when I'm feeling grumpy or feeling bad then I, I eat chocolate as a habit uh, it could be um, a preceding event you know when my phone uh, pings uh, then uh, it makes me do something it, it makes me go into action for something to look at a message or whatever it might be and when it comes to uh, habits, a cue is almost always followed by an action. 
uh, an action. It, it, a cue makes you do something. It makes you think something. And then there's a reward. Uh, somehow doing this action makes us feel better for doing it. You know, I've brushed my teeth and my teeth feel clean. Or uh, I have a conversation with someone and I feel a connection with them. Or, uh, or perhaps for some of you runners out there, you go running and afterwards you, you feel energised after the run. So why are we talking about all this? Because habits can have a big impact. And you know, I've thought about habits in, in other parts of my life. I've thought about habits in terms of um, prayer and in terms of reading the Bible, um, but, but not often in the context of sharing my faith. Uh, you know, perhaps for you, sharing, sharing your faith can sound daunting. It, it can sound a, a almost scary thing. But I believe habits can help you and I. If we develop habits, in sharing our faith. Do you know what? I think we will move forward in terms of our vision as a church of bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone everywhere. But is all this biblical, Simon? Is, it, you know, is, there, any, is there any of this rooted in the Bible? Do you know what? I believe Jesus developed habits. You know, you, you can almost see it, can't you? You know, uh, cue someone sick came to him. An action, he, he healed them. He reached out and he healed them. A reward, they were healed and, and God, God was glorified or, or perhaps someone came to Jesus with a question and uh, that's a cue. He told them a story, a parable, that's, that's an action. The reward, they, they knew something more about the kingdom of God. Jesus had habits, he, he, he ate with sinners and he ate with outcasts. He was often eating at people's houses. He was often getting up close and personal people with people. And these were his habits. Just a quick, quick, uh, just a quick word on rewards though, because some of us will hear that word reward and we'll kind of go, uh, what were you talking about? You know, we believe in grace, don't we? We believe in not, not kind of rewards, not earning our salvation, we believe in grace. And, you know, when I'm talking about rewards and trying to apply this, this uh, simple pattern of habits to our Christian life, I'm not talking about rewards in terms of earning God's love. I'm not talking about rewards in terms of being more accepted by God. No, no. But the Bible does talk about rewards, but it's more in the context of, um, you know, uh, knowing Jesus in, in perhaps a deeper way. Um, it's in the sense of rewards of the joy of knowing we've been obedient. It's that sense of reward in terms of the joy of knowing someone else has come to encounter God. It's that kind of reward that perhaps we can apply in this um, pattern here. Okay, so here are six example habits that uh, my friend Andy Frost touches on in his booklet. I think could help us as we think about getting more practical around this. So, first one, offering prayer. You know, many people are open to this. Perhaps you have experience of this. Perhaps a friend comes to you and says, I'm worried, you know, I've got, I've got this problem, or, you know, I'm, I'm anxious about this, or, or I'm excited about this. You know, we can show that we care by saying, do you know what, can I pray for you? Can I pray about that? More importantly, we can show that God cares. So the cue is, you know, someone comes to you and says, you know, things are tough. I'm anxious about this or I'm worried about this. I have this problem. The action is we offer to pray. Okay, can I pray for you? 
it might be there and then, it might be later on. Um, and the reward is you've brought their situation, their anxiety, their worry, perhaps the thing they're looking forward to, you've brought that situation to God and you've shown them that God cares. Cue, action, reward. Okay, how about another one? How about the invitation? How about, you know, inviting them along to a church gathering or to meet with some of your Christian friends, whatever it might be, an event that's going on. What's the cue? Well, here's one way of thinking of the cue. Uh, the American church leader, Andy Stanley, uh, says it's quite helpful in these situations to look for the knots that people come to you with. Not K-N-O-T, but N-O-T. The knots. Uh, they might say to you, do you know what, I'm not doing so well at the moment, or um, I'm not from around here, or I'm not going to church, or I'm not prepared for this life change that I'm about to go through. Uh, and, you know, when you hear those, those they're, they're kind of like cues. They're cues, and actually the action can be to invite them, invite them along, you know. I'm, well, hey, you're not from around here, or hey, you're not in church. Well, hey, would you like to come along? Would you like to come to meet some of my Christian friends? Would you like to come along to this church gathering? Uh, and then what's the reward? Well, the reward isn't whether they come or not. Actually, the reward is you've been welcoming like God is welcoming. Our God is a welcoming God. And uh, you've shown that to them. Okay, how about a third one here? about sharing your story we all have a story our stories are powerful you may not think your story is that powerful hey if Jesus has come into your life your story is powerful what God has done in your life perhaps the cue is the why question someone asks you you know why why do you belong to a church or um, why do you always forgive people why are you so forgiving or or um, or why are you involved in that that ministry, that, that social action project, um, the action is you can share part of your story. You can say to them, well, can I, can I tell you a bit about me? Or can I tell you about my story? You know, I, I've, re- I, I've, I've come to realise the forgiveness of God. I've come to realise, and, th- and that's why I can, I'm able to forgive others. Or do you know what? I, I, I've been welcomed in by God, and therefore I want to welcome others through this social action project, whatever it might be. Share some of your story. And the reward is you've been able to show to that person that God still changes people's lives. Okay, thirdly, fourthly, I can't remember, uh, asking and listening. See, Jesus was good at this. Jesus asked questions. He asked lots of questions to people because he knew that God's God. Because he knew that God was at work in people's lives. So the cue perhaps might be that someone tells you something they're interested in you know they might uh, share something that they're passionate about and your action may be do you know what i'm I'm curious about that perhaps they share about you know their passion for the environment you can say hey i'm curious about that as a a christian i believe god cares about the environment i think god cares about creation and that and that's why i'm interested in it but i'm curious to know why why do you think why do you care about the environment and about creation and do you know what um, the reward might be that you've, you've shown them that you care about what they care about. And the reward might be it leads to a deeper conversation about spiritual stuff. Okay, how about praying for five people? Uh, I know many of you do this already, I'm sure. Uh, I've just started doing this afresh, really, and, and kind of got into it again. Um, 
that you know having the names of five people that you pray for regularly maybe a long-term thing um, you know maybe not just before an event or something like that but actually uh, over a period of time praying for five people now, I've I have my notebook by my Bible so actually when I look at my Bible when I read my Bible my notebook is there with the five names in and so it reminds me to pray for them so the cue is I see the list you know you might see it on your uh, fridge door or in a notebook or on your phone the action is you pray for them you pray for those five people and the reward is you know you've brought those people to God and the reward is actually because you're praying for those people you're perhaps looking for opportunities during the day to share your faith with them to talk to them about Jesus and to love them how about the bold challenge uh, perhaps perhaps your friend friends make totally bizarre statements about the Christian faith you know of, of course Jesus never existed they might say or don't, don't, don't you know science has disproved God you know that's a cue that's a cue the action in this might be that you you say uh, you give a, a loving but challenging response to their statement you know that's interesting you know almost all Almost all historians of, the t of that time, uh, either secular or, or Christian, all, all those historians would, would believe that Jesus existed, that he wasn't a myth, that he actually did exist. I, I'm curious as to why you think he never existed. Or you might say, when they say, you know, doesn't science disprove God? Actually, your, your, your challenge to them might be, do you know what, I'm, I'm just interested in what you say there, because... You know, uh, one of the most famous genetic scientists, Francis Collins, who's actually worked on the part of the COVID vaccination program um, worldwide. Um, you know, he's he's a scientist and he's a famous scientist and he's come to the conclusion that actually science doesn't disprove God. So I'm wondering why you think that science disproves God. You know, do it friendly, do it, do it challengingly, do it lovingly, um, but actually bring a challenge to their questions. Um, and what's the reward in those instances? Well, actually, you've not let a false statement about God go unchallenged. And hopefully that might lead to further conversation. See, there's just six. There are plenty more. What are the cues in your life? What are the habits in your life that you can um, bring in faith sharing with those around you? And with many habits, we all, with, with habits, some of them, they, they need a bit of preparation. You know, some of the best habits actually are the ones that are well prepared. You know, if you're a runner, you've got to make sure that your, your shoes are in good nick. Uh, if you, you've got to make sure your, your kit is cleaned or, or maybe you plan out a route so you know exactly how much you can run on that day. Um, so it, it's the same with these types of faith sharing habits. You might need to do some thinking, some preparation beforehand. Think, how can I concisely share my story in just a few minutes or um, how can I have a brief response to some of these bizarre statements that people make about the Christian faith or, or maybe it's making a list of five people that I can pray for and, and I've, I've written them down somewhere so I know I will see it so hopefully you are still with me cue action reward three essential parts of any habit just to finish as well, our, our friend Charles Duhigg, who wrote that book, The Power of Habit, also talks about um, keystone habits, um, which are not so much 
uh, just the kind of normal uh, habits in the way we think of cue, action, reward, they're almost like super habits that they don't they don't fall into necessarily that that pattern, but they're the type of habits we have in our lives that if we do them, they, they underpin all these other habits that are going on. And do you know what? I think the early church had them too. Uh, and a passage that's been recently speaking to me is from Acts 9, chapter 30, uh, verse 31. And uh, it's shortly after Paul has become a Christian. Paul, who was persecuting the church, now has become a Christian. And, and it says in uh, Acts 9.31 that the church was, the church through places like Judea, Samaria, Galilee, um, was, was experiencing a time of, of growth and peace. And it says that um, living in the fear of the Lord and uh, being encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. And you know what? I think in, in, in the case of all these habits that we're talking about and this cue, action, reward stuff, for you it might sound a bit mechanical. It, it could even sound a bit formulaic. You know, we just follow the formula and then, you know, things will happen. But, you know, notice what the church is doing here in Acts. Living in the fear of the Lord. And, and we know that's not like the fear that we think of in terms of being irrationally scared of God. No, no, it's talking about you know, finding our, our true delight in God. It's about caring for what he cares about. It's about living in his presence and acknowledging his presence in our lives. That's living in the fear of the Lord. Being encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it says. You know, a life in the Spirit, receiving him every day, listening to him, being strengthened by him, being empowered by him and his Spirit. Listen, have you made that keystone habit of your life, living in the fear of the Lord and being encouraged by God the Holy Spirit? That, that's, you know, for, for all our faith sharing habits to be truly fruitful, we need that keystone habit. We really do. Okay, so we're going to end there. Thank you so much for listening. Remember those essential hab- uh, elements to a habit. Cue, action, reward. We're going to take some time out to go into groups and to talk through some questions. Thanks for listening.